Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a broadcast where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the June eighth, two thousand and twelve broadcast of the Unexplained World with your host Ed Shanahan. It's me, and Annette. Hello, Annette. Hi, Ed. How are you tonight? Oh, uh, how does it sound? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, actually. Well, I'm, how do I uh, sound? <laughs> the throat is burning and stuff like that. So, um, one of the reasons I was trying to get a hold of you earlier today, kid. Um, but instead of flat flying solo, we're both here tonight. Um, and I'd like to say thank you to all the listeners who joined us and signed up for uh, iTunes rebroadcast. Um, as I left Annette know the other day, we are in Spain. They have their own version of iTunes, and we're even carried out there. So I was a little surprised to see that. That was kind of neat. Yeah. That was kind of neat. So uh, tonight our guest calls me the unexplained. <laughs> tonight our guest is Leah Mueller. She's an astrologer. Me and Annette have known her for a while. Annette uh, met her a few years back. I think we were doing readings somewhere. Um, sure, Leah may be able to remind us. Might have been Asbury Coffee House or something like that. But. Um, She's going to be doing astrology, and if my voice could hold up, um, me and Annette will give our little inputs about the, um, Annette will maybe turn the cards, and I'll give my input, or I may just hold that off to another date, uh, the way my voice is sounding. Let me bring Leah, Leah on right now. Hello, Leah. How are you doing? I'm fine. Can you hear me Okay. Yes, we can, Leah, yes. Welcome. Okay. Good, good. Oh, the wonders of technology. They're just like, uh, they're, they're, they're very cool. I used to have to go into, uh, even like 15 years ago when I would do radio shows, I would have to like drive to like a, a radio station office. And, uh, oh, and, and, cool. Yeah, and do the readings like that, which is kind of cool. It's kind of old school. Old so, school, that's what um, I was going to say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's a new school way, too. I was on WGN <laughs> about three years ago, and I was in the studio. And you know what? I still kind of like that myself. Um, yeah, they came the out studio. and they interviewed me. 
They actually yeah. came out to my house and interviewed me about three years ago about whether I thought the Cubs were going to win the the World Series, and and, and I, I said no, which was kind of a no-brainer. But um, yeah. but at any rate, um, I, um, I'm i here to talk really about astrology today, you know, because I'm both a tarot yeah. reader yeah. and an astrologer, and we've got a really interesting year coming up, and uh, I don't know if you want to ask me yeah, questions course, first course. or if you just want to have me just can like I, I go off the races here. Tell the people how you go about getting this knowledge, okay? Uh, oh, the years, okay. the amount of years you've been doing it. I want to talk a little bit about yeah. you. Um, yeah. You know, we're not I going will. to jump right. we got 25 more minutes to go. So, uh, a little bit yeah. about you. Go ahead. Okay, that's that sounds cool. Um, well, again, my name is Liam Euler, and I'm based in Aurora, Illinois. Um, however, I do lots and lots of fairs and shows and um, all over the United States and a lot of readings and uh, shows like this. I started doing astrology back when I was in my early 20s, which would, uh, you know, well, would be the early 80s now. And um, basically, um, I initially was self-taught. I just had a passion for it. I started studying it. I learned most of what I know about astrology in that first year just because I was, like, so hungry for the information and um, I absorbed the information very quickly because I was really young and I was really passionate about it. And so uh, I never dreamed that I would be making a living uh, from doing this sort of work. So it was um, so really it was right around my Saturn return, you know, around age 29, age 30, that I started taking myself more seriously, um, you know, with my gifts. And then um, once I got into my early 30s, I started, you know, I started actually um, – perceiving myself and presenting myself as a professional uh, astrologer. And um, I felt like I, I had enough information by then from going to various conferences and uh, doing uh, reading or doing um, astrological charts for my friends, you know, in exchange, uh, at first in exchange for, for beer and dinner. <laughs> but then finally, oh. you know, I became, yeah, which is a good way to start. And, and and then I got more comfortable yeah. with, uh, with with myself and my abilities, and I started seeing myself as a professional. It was a little bit of a transition. So once I got into my early 30s, I started doing charts for, for people, um, on, you know, on a much more regular basis, and then it just kind of grew from there. So. Okay. Okay. Um, Great story, Leah. You. Thank you. <laughs> sure. Now, now, if... Now, if, let's say, Annette threw out a date and time, and I threw out a date and time, because I know time makes um, time, I believe, adds to, uh, that somebody was born, adds to uh, the reading. How long would it take you to come up with something like that? Oh, um, like if you have the information, like what what people need to do when they when they do a chart, when they have a chart done for themselves or somebody else or an event or whatever, is you need the name of the person, the date, okay, say we're doing a birth chart, you need the name of the person, uh-huh. their date of birth, their time of birth, and their place of birth. You know, the part okay. where a lot of times people stumble is, is, is the birth time. So, you know, mm-hmm. you want to get it pretty close because the rising sign changes every two hours. So if now, how, long, how, long does it take, how long does it take oh, to pull up the chart? Yeah. Oh, well, to pull up the chart with all that information just takes seconds. 
but oh. to to actually yeah to actually interpret it you know I mean that'll take a half an hour yeah. an hour depending on what the client wants and how much time they got and all that good stuff. Okay, so uh, it wouldn't be something that I guess say here's this this and this. What do you see? So that would be a little difficult to pop that out right now or later. Yeah. You would need yeah. To, well, either way, you, you would, either way, I've. Yeah, go ahead. You would need to add in advance, then, I guess. Um, oh, um, yeah. I mean, if you had that information, if you had a specific date or a specific person, um, you know, then you would just need to give uh, me that information, and then it would just t- it just takes a few seconds to pull it up. But then, you know, I've done radio shows before where I had to look up people's birthdays really, really fast and give them on-the-spot yeah. astrological transit readings, like, within a few seconds. And that's that's hard to do, but it's doable. Yeah. I can do it, but it's but it's yeah. hard to do. What I did was pull up some charts of um, what's going to be going on astrologically on June 24th and on September 19th, specifically. Oh, tell so I, us. Yeah, Let her tell yeah. us that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's because, September 19th? Well, what's those are those are really really big days because of the Uranus Pluto square. And let me just explain oh. a little bit about Uranus and Pluto because this is really interesting. Uh, the last time Uranus and Pluto um, were in stress aspect to each other was during the period of 1965 to 1968, with it peaking in 66 and 67, which we all know were like, you know, we had the, you know, the, the whole 60s revolution was, was really, really big. And it really peaked in 66, 67. I mean, any old hippie will tell you by, by 68, 69 it was waning. And that was true of, of the conjunction, too. And Uranus and Pluto were conjunct in Virgo during that time. Now, Uranus rules revolutions. So Uranus is youthful, rebellious energy. And Pluto is death and rebirth, but it also has a lot to do with power and control. So mm-hmm. what we saw during the 60s is very similar to what we're seeing now. Um, in the United States and even more in smaller countries where, 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 where you know, with, with a lot of, you know, the Occupy movement obviously is a big manifestation of Uranus and Pluto, which is bigger really, I think, in other countries surprising, surprisingly than in ours. We're such a big country that, you know, it's, 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 it's harder. The smaller, the, the, the smaller countries are, are really kind of like doing that all-out Uranus-Pluto thing. Um, Pluto is in Capricorn right now, and Capricorn, interestingly enough, is a sign of government control, right? And the old Ooh. guard, old ways of doing things, you know. Pluto and Capricorn is all about, you know, you know, the government having the control. And Uranus is in Aries, which is really, really, really youthful energy. So we're really seeing the rise of the youth movement again with the Uranus-Pluto square. Now, um, you know, that Aries, that Aries Capricorn mixture is very different from when Uranus and Pluto were conjunct in Virgo. Um, what we saw during that time, I think, were very clear objectives, very Virgo and clear objectives about what people were upset about, you know, and, and, and real mm-hmm. specific ways of going about fixing them, which is really Virgo. Mm-hmm. Uh, in spite of all the Uranus-Pluto craziness, you know, they were in Virgo. Yeah. And now what we're seeing is we're, we're not seeing that so much, which is why a lot of times it just seems like crazy revolting and, you know, you ask people, well, what are you mad at? And it's kind of like James Dean saying, well, what do you got? You know, what are you rebelling against? Well, what do you got? And that's a lot more like what we're getting now with the Uranus-Pluto square 
because um, because it's it's just it's a square for one thing, a ninety degree angle rather than a conjunction, and it's between two energies that are very different: the Capricorn energy and the you know and the um, Aries energy. So it's um, so the first there's going to be a total of seven squares of Uranus and Pluto between now and March 17th of 2015 which is like an unprecedented number of, of, of squares, with the first one happening um, on June 24th uh, with 8 degrees Aries and then 8 degrees uh, Capricorn. So what you see with a lot of these dates, you know, the, the second one being September 19th of uh, 2012, um, what you see with these dates is a lot of times there will be specific events that will, that will happen within two weeks before, two weeks after. These, uh, these these dates. So um, you know, so there could be a particularly strong uprising, or there could be an incident. Now, I was looking at all this. I was like, how do I talk about this without making it sound like all scary and doom and gloom? You know, because yeah. I'm you know, because I'm not about that. I was like, well, it's hard to like really interpret a Uranus Pluto square in any other way without it being like yeah. without without bringing out that bringing that out somewhat. You know, so because it is a really intense aspect. But you know, it's, it's very likely that there, you know, with what with what we're seeing already, that there that there could be specific things. Um, you know, um, it yeah, you it don't seems know like we bit, have to get right. yeah, we got to get used to a period of some instability here. Is what I'm saying between now and 2015 because it's uh, going to be a very interesting time. The thing is, of course, is that the whole idea of Pluto is that there just comes a point when things need to change because nothing is going to last forever. There is no structure. That will ever last forever, and right. um, we forget that when we when we are all busy putting these structures together, we don't we deliberately don't think about how they're not going to last. Otherwise, we would just get overwhelmed with futility. <laughs> we would just do nothing. So it's with Pluto is that Scorpionic energy because Pluto naturally rules Scorpio, which is the idea of death and rebirth. You know, so it's just like. Anything, any structures that we have, you know, even our government will not last forever in its present form. Uranus and Aries, on the on the other hand, is really impatient energy, you know, rash, impatient energy that doesn't really think things through, and um, just wants to get in there and just like just just change it. So, um, you know, it's so it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be That's an interesting summer. So basically, what you're it's, saying is going to be a major clash between. Yeah, yeah. Well, then we should raise our children properly so that they're <laughs> ready to make the movement for the revolution when it's, it's time for them to take control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's not, just like hopefully we will just that. take Zoloft and like zone out completely. You know, I mean, just right. Let's see throw why. that out. You exactly. can see why people would want to. I mean, for heaven's sake, it's still these are move. really really intense times. <laughs> These are intense times, but you know, but they're also very exciting times if you look at it yeah. in a certain way. Yeah. It's just that we get old and we get kind of tired, and we're like, oh, intense change. So oh, I think I hate that. But you know, I mean, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. I guess it's just that you know, if you if you look at it with a little bit of you know perspective, I mean, it's just like well, what, these what, are a lot. What of, would you say between now the next six months? What would you say? Oh, now, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, the way we we're, yeah. Well, we had that really great uh, transit of Venus. You know, the Venus eclipse, and that was pretty cool. Although, yeah. you know, what people are, we're, we're talking about so much is it was also um, retrograde Venus. 
and squaring Mars, exactly squaring Mars at the same time. So it wasn't like, you know, the Venus part is really sweet and good. You know, we all we all love Venus. Venus is like, you know, the goddess of love and cooperation. And the Venus retrograde right now is having us reassess our relationships a lot. You know, and Venus is in Gemini, so Gemini is like kind of, you know, light and happy and, you know, frisky and airy and, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's flirtatious, kind of light energy. But then it's retrograde, so it's like, you know, whenever we, Venus goes retrograde, we naturally, you know, turn inward more with, with the Venus energy and there's more there, there's more um, um, evaluation of it. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it makes that square to Mars. That's that that's you know shows fireworks, especially with the full moon was also you know was also uh, opposing the Sun and Venus at the same time and squaring Mars. So that's what we that's just that's the energy we were just working with over the last three or four days. So, you know, so we're already kind of you know working through a lot of issues around their personal relationships and how to be more cooperative with a Venus Mars square because that can bring up some. Some you know relationship fireworks. Um, the, the full moon, of course, and the full moon always amplifies things because when when the moon's full, it just means the sun and the moon are opposite you know each other. And it's 180 degrees, so they're like in opposite signs too. So um, so it was really a, a very uh, you know interesting and transformative week for a lot of people. You know, and I know it's we're already challenged, Facebook. and then all that, yeah, right? Well, yeah, and it's always moving. It's kind of like the weather, you know. I mean, it's like Guy Spiro, bless his heart, you know, he was like the, the most renowned astrologer in Chicago for a long time. He recently passed away. But, you know, he had that whole thing about astro weather, which, you know, astrologers, you know, we always laugh about, about transits. is just like the weather. I mean, it's just like they're going to change. They're changing all the time. Planets are constantly going through or, their orbits. So there is no transit that will ever last forever. <laughs> that's, you know, that's always a good part. Sometimes that's what gets us through our hard transits. Is just go, okay, this is not going to last forever, so it's okay. And, you know, and that's true of these Uranus-Pluto squares is that those transits themselves will not last forever. And okay. perhaps what that can do is that can bring, out, bring about some really much-needed change. So that's, that's the way I prefer to look at it. So... I don't even know if we're still on the subject. Um, what the subject I'm trying to get to is what do you see, If can you see specific things happening in this country without talking about the moon and the sun and everything else? That's what I'm trying to say. Can you for the lay person, can you predict? things that may be going on without going into the moon's here and the sun's there and this is going to cause that. Okay, can oh, you yeah, yeah. But, but that's why. So that's why. I mean, that's why I would predict it is like using that information, which, um, you know. Yeah. Okay. But what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is is that, you know, there's, light, there's going to be an uptick in revolutionary activity around that particular, around those particular uh, times. One being June 24th and the other being September 19th and then there's dates in you know May and 2013 and and, and whatnot. So, um, so going to go? Can can you see what that? As far as the uh, you know, do they give some type of sign on how the election may turn out or something like that? 
Oh, no, no, they don't tell you exactly what's going to happen, per se, or who will win the election or, you know, exactly where, you know, the, the where the revolutionary activity is going to happen. I mean, that, that much just pretty much gets yeah. opened up for conjecture. Um, you know, I mean, it's yeah, a safe bet that, that the September 19th one, there'll be a lot of, you know, that's so close to our own elections that, that yeah. there'll be a lot of stress, like, in our country during that time. Um, we have, you know, like I said, traditionally by, by, by that part of September during an election year, I mean, things are pretty well set in terms of, you know, who the vice president is and who's, you know, or who the vice right. president, you know, candidate is. So it's like things get pretty heated around that time anyway. So there'll, yeah, there'll be a lots of intensity, um, you know, all over the world, really. Yeah, you're talking about are going to affect every single person. So of course you have that like yeah. that pull, that magnetism, the power, revolution, control, government control, youth movement, you know. Yeah. So I don't, I don't yeah, I, I think that many people would be involved in such a thing as a presidential election. Right, right. Well, you know, there's a lot of, yeah, I mean, it just, it all kind of dovetails and comes together, really, in terms of, like, the the way that, the effect that I think that it has on people personally, but also collectively, too, because, you know, we're all, you know, we're all about our personal relationships, but then we have, like, the bigger issues in our community and our world that really just, I think, affect us just as much, and especially with, with, with this kind of square. But, yeah, June 24th, I mean, that's, like, that's a particularly, that's a particularly intense time, and September 19th is a particularly intense time. The people that are most likely to be affected really strongly by these transits are people that were born the first, you know, seven or eight days of Capricorn, in other words, between, um, um, well, actually, yeah, you know, during that period, people born around the 29th of, of December through about the 1st or the 2nd of January, same thing, or the first the first few degrees of Aries or the first few degrees of, of, of Libra or the uh, first few degrees of Cancer. So those are those are the, those are the people that are most you know could be most affected by these particular transits because it'll be directly affecting their sun signs. So these folks can you know can you know if you've got a birthday around those first you know week week and a half of of, of a sign, then you know you're getting you're you're getting a direct transit from Uranus and Pluto. You know, so other people may not be affected as much directly, but you know, these are the people that will really kind of feel it, feel it most intensely. If I recall what you were saying, though, during part of this is there's going to be uh, individuals jumping to. Uh, it's going to be chaotic in a lot of ways. Everything yeah, yeah, on. it is. Yeah, it is, and it will continue to be chaotic. Again, not trying to get into the gloom and doom thing of it, but, I mean, there's no other well, way. Well, no, I'm asking, I'm asking for that because that's what the show's about. Not the show itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's what Uranus and Pluto is about, too, so we're we're kind of on the same page there. But, um, but yeah, it, it's it, it's that, that whole, you know, very, very chaotic, very, very intense kind of energy that, you know, we, we really, have, really have to get used to between uh, now and, and 2015 and work with that energy as much as we can. So that's the part that can be positive. The challenging part is that the short-term manifestations of this can be can be, like, really, really 
upsetting to lots of people. Mm-hmm. And the way to not be upset by that is to try to, like, you know, to do your, you know, for us all to do our part as citizens or light workers or whoever we are, you know. To yeah, but if, we're being, but if we're being told, let's say, by, um, I guess I'm getting into my part of it, uh, the big corporations that are investing so much money into these elections, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I would say people watch out because, you know, they're going to become uh, ruled by corporations. You might as well be ruled by communists, okay, because you're going to have to walk in whatever rules. Oh, yeah, well, power mongers are power mongers. Regardless of whether they call themselves communists or capitalists, I mean, there's there's there's, there's yeah. people that just naturally try to grab more than their share, and yeah. what you know, and and then we've let them, and the the problem yeah. is, you know, the problem, and, and it worked okay for a long time, or it seemed to for the for for a lot of people, but what yeah. we have now is we have that youth again, that youth generation, that Uranus and Aries generation, they're coming out yeah. in the world, and these people are you know twenty twenty two years old, and they're angry. They're, they, you know, they, they, they don't want, you know, they want nothing more than to completely, you know, they don't even have specific objectives, some of them. They just want to, they're just furious. They just want to bring mm-hmm. it all to their knee, you know, to its knees. And that's that whole Uranus and Aries thing. And we got Pluto and Capricorn saying, no, we rule the show. We are Pluto yeah. and Capricorn. Yeah. You know, we are yeah. tough, hard, and we have done this for years. So well, we think so we that, are anyway. Yeah, yeah or we think or, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they're older. You know, that's an older energy. I mean, you know, Uranus is youth, and youth has a lot of energy. Has a lot more energy mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. than than us older than that us older guard folks do. So, so you know, so you, what you see is you see a lot of you know people really embracing anarchy, and you know, and just like complete anarchy in a, in a big way, because uh, they. And you know what I hear? I hear there's yeah. that young mind that starts new ideas and has stamina behind it. And carry it forward, you know. And I think I think mm-hmm. sometimes when we're talking about a cleansing, that's what you need. That youth, that new idea, that moving forward. Even for those of us that might be older, change our minds. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and the problem is, is that of course it's such pent up energy that yeah, yeah. it's just hard, you know. It can be effective. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of something, as we know. So there is hope and in I what think... Leah is saying. It's not so doom and gloom, you know. I mean, there's hope in, hey, wh- you know, what's the hardest night you ever had sleeping? You want to make some noise, be one mosquito in a bedroom. And all of a sudden, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> all of a sudden, there's thousands and thousands of mosquitoes in the bedroom, and then you got a problem, you know. Yeah, well, and, one uh, is bad enough, right? <laughs>
between the moon, Neptune, and Venus on that day, which is like basically two 90-degree angles and a 180. So that's, you know, it's just a classic stress angle. It's a T-square. And, you know, plus the additional square of of, of Uranus to Pluto. So, um, you know, it's just that whole week, I got to say, you know, pretty much starting around that, you know, at around that point and going on through the the 30th of of June and the 1st of July is just going to be a barn burner of a week. And, you know, it's impossible to say with complete accuracy exactly what that will entail but you know that it's going to be kind of powder keg energy. Oh, and, okay. um, Leo, Leo, we got a minute yeah. and uh, 40 seconds. What's your web page for individuals? Oh, yeah, you can find me on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash sacred lotus astrology and tarot. So okay. that's my web page is uh, facebook.com sacred, slash sacred lotus astrology and tarot, all one word. And um, so it's really easy to find me there and I update frequently. So um, can they, uh, they, they could do a search on Google for your name and they'll come up? Oh, yeah. All you have to do is just type in Facebook.com and then uh-huh. slash and then Sacred Lotus yeah. Astrology and Tarot and it'll pop right up or you can go to the search bar on Facebook and type in Sacred Lotus Astrology and Tarot. But it's easier to just type it in. So it's just www.facebook.com slash Sacred Lotus Astrology and Tarot. So I want to thank you for being out. I'm not going to – Annette, I, you and I will chat for a little bit, but the rest of what we're going to do tonight, because of the way I feel, okay, I uh, will do it in, in the future. Okay, Annette? Is that okay with you? Absolutely. Annette? Yeah. Leah, I want to say thank you. Uh, for being on, maybe we'll think about being on in the future. Okay, maybe right. if email us or something with information about them, and maybe you could just give a reading for those individuals that do such a thing. All right. So, uh, Thanks a lot. All right. Thank Thanks you lot, very Ed. much, Leah. Leah, thank right. you. Thank you were very clear and easy to understand. We sure appreciate you coming on. All right. Thank you so much, Annette. Thank All right. you. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Okay. Blessed be. Yeah, listeners, uh, that was Leah Mueller. Um, and that's, like I said, very sorry. My throat is burning right now. But um, I would like to make a cu- couple announcements before we call it a night. Um, those that are interested in having uh, phone readings or readings by Annette in person, tarot readings, uh, just go to edwardshannian.com and... Um, Email me from there. I can forward to her. Or not give your email address. Fairy Mammon, F-A-I-R-Y-M-A-M-A at Hughes.net, H-U-G-H-E-S dot net, N-E-T. Okay. I do house parties. Um, July 7th, I'm going to be at Witchy Wearables in Midlothian doing the rare public readings for individuals. That'll be July 7th. Uh, to set up a day for that or a time, just email me from edwardshinnian.com. Chicago Paranormal Nights, that's the website for uh, the private and public paranormal nights, our next public one. That's not filled. is October 20th. And um, if you're looking to book me, it's going to be around September, October. 
uh, and that picks up where I can't be. So um, that's a possibility also. Annette, I'll call you in a couple minutes. Listeners, thank you very much. Annette, thank you. Leah, thank you for being here tonight. Okay, blessed be. Thank you, brother. <laughs>